Yeah. Like a lot of what I understood about American culture or just culture in general was based off of films and a lot of it was Disney films. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, like my dad used to call me princess. So I legit, I actually thought I was a princess. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, what, like, do you, like what do you like, mean? Like, like I thought I was some sort of royalty. Legit? Like, you legit. thought you were royal? I literally thought that, like, somewhere down the line, and I was a princess. Your information for thinking that just was because your dad called you princess? Yeah, I, did, I thought he didn't Dude, lie to me. That is he literally, princess. I forget what that is in psychology, but it's like, if you hear something repeated enough, you're bound to adopt it and yeah. believe it. I forget what that's called, but that's you. Yeah, that was me. Yeah. And, that, and I got into a, like a schoolyard fight with some kid. Because they told you you weren't a princess? Yeah, and I was like, I swear I am. And then I, I went to my dad crying, and he was like, you know, he had to... Explain write, that you yeah, were not, in fact, I, royalty? Yeah, that we were very, very ordinary. <laughs> How, were you crushed? I was a little bit. That's... <laughs> oh, it's a beautiful. You find new ways to make me feel embarrassed for you. (laughs) What's up, chick sticks and everything in between? I'm Lindsay. And I'm Sapita. And we are two salty broads. So get ready for our salty surprise. And we are... Taking a stroll down lover's lane today, aren't we, Sapita? I think it's lover's and a little bit of memory lane. Kind of. It's an unfortunate memory for the most <laughs> part. What we're doing is we are taking apart Happily Ever After and did Disney, parentheses, and a lot of other people fucking ruin it. <laughs> <laughs> I think that the in, there's an entire generation, maybe even generations that have been subjected to and as a result of have had their opinions on what Happily Ever After is altered. There have been a lot of expectations not met. Mm -hmm. I mean, we've all probably been there, done that, had our expectations crushed because they didn't match that sweet, sweet Disney movie that we grew up on. Yeah, and I actually watched a lot of Disney movies growing up because that's how I learned English. I Is that I, really how you learned English? Yeah, from TV. Yeah. No I, way. Yeah, I watched a lot of TV and my parents love film. So I learned uh I watched a lot of Disney films. Um actually I remember the first movie I ever saw in the theater was uh Beauty and the Beast. Okay. And so yeah. at being a, a child learning English and seeing this film on screen, what was your reaction or how did you feel? watching that so at that point I was a little too young to fully comprehend what I was looking at because I was like what two three years old I think did Beauty and the Beast came out in like 92 I think um but as I grew up continuing to watch these films you know Snow White Cinderella um a lot of the whole idea of Prince Charming being this like faceless person but the person that's there to kind of help the damsel that is you whenever you're in distress, but also like having no other say in your life and just being that one kind of romantic partner that's going to love you and love is a very convoluted subject and once you guys are married, you're going to move into his castle and live happily ever after. All of your worries, all of... You know, everything ends at that moment. Suddenly mm-hmm. you're just in wedded bliss. That's, dude, straight up. I mean, okay, so it it gives us like that false idea of how relationships are created and how they're mm-hmm. maintained and like what the end goal should be. And it, <laughs> it like creates this intense need to want a relationship and an unrealistic expectation of how you get that relationship. Well, yeah, and- ha- haven't you met the love of your life while you're strolling in the woods? Uh, In my mind, I guess I've done that at least six or seven times, (laughs) but they didn't think so. (laughs) I remember being in like middle school and actually having a conversation with a friend and saying the words, quote, I will probably be married around 24, quote, because that seemed entirely normal and reasonable. And maybe that was because at the time 24 seemed like this old age that I would have everything together and it would be so 
logical to have a, a spouse and a house and all this stuff. Now at 30, I think about my 24-year-old self and I, I shudder to think of the marital choices that I could and probably would have made. <laughs> it's terrifying. And fucking Disney did that to me. And I did it to myself, but Disney did it to me. Well, you know what's <laughs> funny, though? Because Disney didn't really tell you the age. Because Snow White is like 14. So you would have been an old maid by the time you were 24. I wasn't worth nothing to nobody yeah, yeah. on the Disney timeline. My, my prime passed a long time ago. <laughs> I don't even want to know. On I don't think the scale goes up to 30. I think it stops at probably like 21, right? I. Uh, Honestly, I think you're right. Like the oldest princess is like probably no, she probably she can barely be. drink liquor. I don't. Yeah, no, I can't. I think she maybe can't Mul- rent a car. I know that for sure. <laughs> Mulan might be the oldest one, and she's not really a princess either. Yeah, Mulan's just yeah. She is, I don't know what she no, is. She's, she's like just, a warrior. Well, yeah, yes. No, but I think that's literally. Yeah, I don't think she's a Disney princess. I don't know. Okay, well, here. So the Disney has done a lot of questionable things i think but so where it originates is they obliterate the original message from so i think everybody doesn't want to acknowledge that disney straight up hijacked stories that already existed and then they kind of changed them and made them a little more palatable like the little mermaid she got rejected by her dreamboat man he chose somebody else and she was so despondent that she cast herself back into the sea and like fucking exploded into foam. <laughs> and that's how that shit ends. That's Which it. is, you know, much more real life. Well, yeah. Much more real. Yes, yeah. I feel like I've exploded into emotional foam once or twice in my life. Once or twice because this week they, for me. You're not, you're not going to foam on me? I'm going to go foam myself then. <laughs> yeah, I said it and I'm probably going to regret it tomorrow, but I stand by it right now. And did you know (laughs) Sleeping Beauty, the original story, she was raped by a king who was already married while she was sleeping and she had twins. And then he was like, oops, guess I better marry you now. So I don't know if he left his other wife or just did like a polyamorous situation. I don't know what happened, but Sleeping Beauty wasn't just peacefully waiting for Prince Philip to slay some purple dragon. Like, (laughs) shit was happening. Not cool shit was happening. And I don't know why Disney, they read this book and went, you know, we've got something here. Let's just change a few things. Kill the mother. The the rape thing out. We'll just remove that. Snip, snip, snip. And we've got a good story on our hands. (laughs) Like, most people probably don't even know that those stories are supposed to be fables to warn children about the hardships of life. And instead, what we've got was a manual that's given us silly little expectations that are rooted, if you strip, peel away, strip, 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 it's rooted in those gender roles, right? So it gives us, for both sides too, like for women, we've got false notion of Prince Charming. He's this white knight, good looking, whatever, this faceless rich. guy, yeah. rich guy in yeah. shining armor to come rescue us from whatever we need rescuing from. So if it's bad family, no income, loneliness, whatever it is we're being saved from, we get swooped in with flamboyant grace and a song and and we ride off into blissful marital, marital sunset and like girls are supposed to be obsessed with marriage. Yeah, yeah. Right? I mean, what's that saying? Like every little girl has dreamed of her wedding day. Which I, did you? Because I didn't. No, no. No, I don't know. I don't know why. I Maybe it's because my parents were divorced. And so my view of the institution of marriage was probably a little skewed. I don't know. Maybe for me it was different. But I've met people, and I know you know who this is. We're going to just be respectful and keep people nameless here. I'm not trying to, like, fully drag people through the mud. But there is someone we know who... I think I know who you're going to... I know, I know you know who I'm talking <laughs> about. But she had been planning her wedding very furiously since she was 14 and she had a binder with things picked out and she had everything except someone asking her to marry them (laughs) like if they had asked her to marry her tomorrow she would have had it all laid out that's insane to me it is insane but it's also the definition of this shit no no, it is but you know what's funny a lot of those people and i I can't speak for her because i don't know about her but a lot of those people that have their entire weddings planned out 
it stops at at the wedding night. Maybe it'll go to like the honeymoon, but like. They have no idea of what they want their marriage to be like. Oh, because the they spend so much time on the like the, gloriousness the, of that day. They call it the fairy tale, right? Yeah, the fairy tale wedding. I want to be Cinderella in a princess dress. And let me tell you, I tried on a fucking princess dress when I was uh, getting married. Did you feel like a princess? No. So <laughs> we're in David's bridal. It's my first like time wearing a wedding dress. So I'm like, okay, this is gonna be weird for me because I've never pictured myself in a wedding dress. I've, you know, as a kid, I told everyone I was never going to get married. I was that person. Wow. Yeah. Um, so, lo and behold, you yeah, got married. Yeah, and I here did. I am like, I'll be married <laughs> at 24. Yeah, and I was like, I'm not going to get married. <laughs> but my sister really, really had this idea of what a wedding dress was. And it was like the Cinderella, you know, mm-hmm. the Cinderella wedding the big dress. thing. The mm-hmm. ball gown, right? Mm-hmm. And she picked out this Vera Wang dress. Beautiful dress on the hanger. And this po- I, two two attendants had to help me put this on mm-hmm. in this tiny dressing room. The dressing room was all dress. I come out and I'm a giant cupcake because I'm like four four eleven on a good right? day. On a good day, yeah. If if I <laughs> if, if I stretch a little bit, I'm four eleven. <laughs> so I come out and this thing is all dress. Like you could barely see me. And as soon as I come out, my sister's like, "Okay, no." <laughs> so what I'm hearing is you felt a little bit more like the pumpkin carriage and a little bit less like Cinderella. I was 100% a pumpkin, yeah. <laughs> Orange, because I had been sweating back there. I, it was not pretty. My fake tan's getting all over the dress. Oh, shit. <laughs> but that's the thing. A lot of people, they want the dress. They want the the fairy tale, you know, the lights, the entire scene. Hmm. They don't think about what marriage is going to be like. But is that because that's where the movies end? They end at like yeah. the wedding, right? Or like the little horse going off into the sun. Like that's and where it ends, right? Happily ever after. Everything is wedded bliss afterwards. Right. Nothing bad happens Right. Here. We don't have to consider because we assume that if we found our, our prince or princess that uh, the rest should just fall into place. And so like, so women are supposed to be obsessed with marriage, right? And then the men... I feel like they've also been kind of done a disservice in the Disney films. I've, this isn't just a woman thing. Even though probably it appeals more to women, men, they kind of maybe learn that persistence is key. I don't know, right? Or they like, I just got to go. If she says no, maybe I just need to persist a little bit. Or, oh, I need to fight and slay this dragon. I need to save her. She needs to be saved. I need to be a hero. I need to be the one fixing things all the time. I don't get to be vulnerable because that's her job. And yeah. that sucks because I feel like it's possible that men uh, don't process emotions as efficiently as women. And so they get stuck. I mean, men that I know that have been completely heartbroken in relationships, it takes them much longer to get over it than women. That's what I've actually heard. I heard that mm-hmm. women get over so, – so they grieve initially mm-hmm. and then they get over it eventually and – then they're done. The guy is fine mm-hmm. in the beginning because newfound freedom. He doesn't have someone, quote unquote, nagging him all the time. Although if you took out the trash when you saw that it was full, she wouldn't have to nag you about it. But afterwards, they realize, oh, shit, I don't have her anymore. Mm-hmm. And that's when the... Lonely, I missed the lonely. Basically. <laughs> yeah, and then they're like sad forever. And then they have emotional baggage. And I mm-hmm. think it's because they're not allowed to be vulnerable. Men are not no. taught that that's cool because of people like Prince Eric and Prince. Well, not Prince initially, but Aladdin, who I think is a good example of a bad example because, and I'm about to sound so insensitive, okay? I know this. And rake me across the proverbial coals, if you will, but I fucking stand by it. All right, here we go. Aladdin. Yeah. He was a not gainfully employed street guy. He had some abs. He had that going for him and some nice hair. But well-adjusted? Probably not. I don't know. And he lied, straight up lied Mm -hmm. about who he was to get Jasmine interested in him. They get married. Lady and the Tramp. Okay, Tramp is this, you know, scruffy little whatever. And Lady's this like, you know, not saying that the high status lady can't be with somebody who's lower status and vice versa. It just seems like the guys are taught that no matter what they bring to the table. Ooh, 
you've they got. will land lock live with forever a princess caliber person there's no like you need to be equal to me i need to Holy offer you as much as you're offering me Holy shit mhm mm-hmm. no but wait then there's like cinderella i've i have thoughts on cinderella though i don't oh. know well, maybe we should. <laughs> well, because oh, because because that's the complete opposite, right? I mean, yes, yes. but not really. Like no, she's she, got a lot. She works hard. The she bitch works hard. She, yeah, she actually works hard. Whereas she's Aladdin like nice and steals. Right, he's a thief. Yeah, yeah. So I guess there's a slight difference there. But I would also say that Cinderella brings more to the table than Prince Charming brings to the table. Well. Cause Prince Charming is nothing. Honestly, Prince Charming, um, Prince Philip, and I'll say it, like, Prince Eric, even though, like, you know when you're young, everyone's like, oh, I have a crush on Prince Eric or whatever. Yeah, faceless I was crushing on Ryan Styles. I liked real people, not animated you characters. You didn't have a, a Disney character. crush? No. If, I, if now as an adult, if I had to pick one, it would be Tarzan or Hercules. Hercules. For reasons, but <laughs> they wear the least amount of clothes and have the most amount of muscles. So, but as a kid, I don't recall thirsting over any animated characters. So I agree with you that he's problematic, but Aladdin <laughs> was like, I mean, Aladdin is, if we're going to talk about characters being animated characters being sexy, which is pivoting a little bit, but, but yeah, yeah. Aladdin is daddy a little bit, well, but he fucking lied. He did. He so did. unless you're hitting it and quitting it, Aladdin is a non-option to me. No. Because 100%. he lied. He, he, he lied from the beginning, and that's the problem, yeah. right? Because what else is he going to lie about in the future? Exactly. Exactly. So I think that men and women are being disserviced, and I think a big, big problem that – and maybe this is – and I, I think you're going to agree with me on this. I'm not sure. Mm. But I know who doesn't ag- agree with me is my mom. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. That Disney, I think, has perpetuated, or and I, I say Disney, but I also mean just like animated kids things, romance things in general, have promoted the idea of soulmates, right? Like the idea of a soulmate. And we need to find that to, to be happy. And the soulmate thing is a super old concept, and it comes from uh, Aristophanes, who existed at the same time as Plato. And it's a he's a comedic playwright, and in his story, he talks about human beings originally had two heads, four arms, four legs, mm. two sets of genitals. We and we were these like big, tall, powerful beings that had like all these appendages. And Zeus, being the <laughs> jealous little fuck that, well, little jealous big fuck that he was, was very threatened by humans in the way they were. So he split them apart, making uh, what you see, what you conceptualize as like a man and a woman. And there was also like a third, there was the androgyny, the androgynous character, but we'll focus on men and women just for the sake of argument here. And then those two halves were doomed to wander the earth forever to find each other, which is like a cute little story but, like, I don't believe in soulmates. I, I think that you could have a meaningful, happy, fulfilling relationship with a large handful of people on the planet. And I, here's why that's awesome. Because soulmate suggests that, like, you don't have a choice. Like, this person is just going to magically wander into your life with the white horse and all that shit, and then you're, you're, you're golden. But if you have a choice, that means out of the seven, eight, nine, however many billion people are on the planet now, I chose your motherfucking ass. I chose. I picked you, man. That's pretty cool. That's awesome, I think. And I told my mom that, and she actually got sad for what? me. What? She was like, you don't believe in soulmates? And I was like, hell no. <laughs> no way. And I, maybe it's because I've observed too much of people calling each other soulmates and then seeing it fail. It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. If that was your soulmate. The modern day equivalent is ride or die. Oh my when I God. see that, I'm like, ooh. The phrase ride or die. It, <laughs> it's the same thing, though. It's the modern day equivalent of soulmate. It's, I guess. It's a way of saying soulmate without the cringy, like, creepy attachment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, or like people say, I'm looking for the Bonnie to my Clyde. Bonnie and Clyde killed 12 innocent people. <laughs> I don't want to be the Bonnie to your Clyde. <laughs> well, they also, like, died a very graphic yeah. and gruesome death. I want to die peaceful in my sleep. 
with a bag of Doritos next to me. I want, that's how I want to go. Or like some other fun food. I don't, I don't know. Just not tragically. Fire, sharks, electrocution, bullets because I killed a bunch of people. That's all off the table for me. I mean, they were Swiss cheese. Right. We saw their outfits in Vegas. Dude, their outfits in that car. Yeah. It looked like, it looked like cheesecloth. Yeah, it was. It was. There was nothing left. It was gnar. I mean, shredded to bits. (laughs) Seriously. And so, okay. Tell me. So on, I guess this is. Oh, you look like no, you're no, no, okay, no, no, okay, no, no, no. I'm you're, you're getting it. to the problematic uh, Disney couples, right? I'm working my way. Do it. I, I okay, but I want to. I do want to say though, before we get to the problematic couples and the princesses, because I've got beef with so many of them. I think that Disney films and the happily ever after thing has made women feel, and sort of in a way, this is right, sort of, that they should demand to be treated like princesses, right? And I'm going to only Speak agree. Speak for yourself. I am one. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Just because 10-year-old Tapita legitimately for a half a minute thought she was a princess <laughs> because her dad called her that doesn't mean that. <laughs> if I can will it, I can be yeah. it. <laughs> if I can dream it, I can be it. Um, so the, like, women have that mentality, right? Treat me like the queen that I am. Treat me like the queen that I am. Well, are you treating the men in your life like princes? Because mm-hmm. to me, it's a mutual respect thing, right? If if you guys are a royal couple, why does this person have to be on bended knee for you all the mm-hmm. time doing things? For, and I feel like that Disney, or may, maybe not Disney, I don't know. I feel like that image of the princess being glorified and the prince, just like you said, this faceless character that mm-hmm. shows up. He happens to be royal, so you get to keep your status as a princess or get to be a princess because mm-hmm. he's a prince. But there's no, like, is there a Disney movie where, like, the princess does something helpful or respectful or helps the prince in some way? I don't. I, I don't know. Nothing's coming to mind at the moment. I don't know, right? Like, no, because she just always, like, exists. Yes. Like, to be saved yeah i don't know no I, i'm trying to think of like modern disney movies right like flynn rider's not a prince so no he's not saved but she does but it's like a, he's like a prince lee character and, and she does sure. save him she does save him and in frozen i think she uh i think anna um saves Sven's the, the, the reindeer, reindeer, right? Yeah. yeah, I don't know the, so the I, name of the guy. But yeah, I, I, to I Disney's credit, they are they're pivoting. Trying. They're yeah, trying. They're and, trying. And, and their recent films, especially the ones that they pair with Pixar, mm-hmm. their the positive messages are being put out there. Yeah, yeah. Major risk. And some of them aren't even romantical at all. I mean, Moana or Onward wasn't about, like, their happily ever after was just getting to see their dad one more time and, like, yeah. their brotherly bond. Or, you know, uh, Moana saving her family. Yeah. That's her happily ever Encanto, after. And Kanto. I can't even talk about it right now. It's, 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 it's too good. It's, it's too, too real and it's too good. So, okay, if we're going to talk about Disney movies. So we, you have five princes have five. or relationships that you think are problematic. Yes. And I have five. Yes. So I wonder what the. I wonder how close they are. I've ranked okay. them. Have you ranked them? I have not. No. Okay. Are you able to do that in your head quickly? Um, yes. Okay. I think we should go from like five, four, three, two, one. Least okay. problematic to most problematic. Okay. 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 I'll start with mine yeah, if you want it, to give it, yourself a second. It, okay. It. Yeah. Five, I put Cinderella. And I know that <laughs> that's probably going to hurt some feelings because I know that a lot of people like her. And I like Cinderella because she works really hard and she's really sweet and she's really sweet to people who are shitty to her. So I like her for that. What I don't like is that this bitch needs to grow a backbone like yesterday. And, you know, her happiness, if she wants to pursue this Prince Charming person, don't sit there and wait, hopelessly waiting for old boy to figure out that the shoe happens to fit you and no one else in the kingdom. Unlikely. Why are you going to leave that up to chance? If you want that fool, you go get that fool. Like you waited too long. You know, you could have put on a semi-nice dress, stole one from one of your stepsisters. I don't know. Made it happen. And I just don't like her her passiveness in that. She's, like, too nice. So she's my number four. Oh, okay. So yeah, there's some similarity. Yeah. Okay. Because I think for her, it was more like, how does he 
not know who you are, and yet he has to put a shoe on every other girl. Is yes. that like a euphemism for he has to fuck every other girl till he finds you? Oh. And... <sighs> Mm, yeah, may- maybe, right? Uh, yeah, because like, did you not look at her face? Exactly. <laughs> when you, you were dancing? You were staring at her <laughs> yeah. for what that song drowned, like droned on and on so and this on. this is love. Mm-hmm. Do, 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 do. Look at those cans. <laughs> do, 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 do. <laughs> but the reason it's number four, though, for me is I feel like it was, they redeemed the story in Ever After. I love that version of Cinderella. And I know that they made another live action Cinderella mm-hmm. um, recently. And I, I know that it, it, it's good. Mm-hmm. Nothing beats the way they tar- like went through that story with Ever After because they gave Cinderella a backbone. They gave the prince a complex, but it was something that but that's he had more to realistic overcome. though, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I think that even their happily ever after in that movie, it's still real in mm-hmm. the sense that, you know, shit's still going on around them. Things are going to happen. You know, life kind of, life moves on. So you have to move along with it. And so mm-hmm. nothing is always just happily ever after. There's happy for now. Yeah. <laughs> we all know about happy for now. Oh, yeah. Happy yeah. for tonight. <laughs> uh, my number five was uh, Little Mermaid. Oh, okay. So she's my number four. Really? Okay. Okay, so, okay so why yeah. is she five for you? So, so for me, uh, she's five because... She gave up her home, like, and her identity, right? Because she's a fucking mermaid, and she gives up that identity mm-hmm. for a guy she doesn't even know. Mm-hmm. And, like, he has to be, have this attraction to her to kiss her based off of her using no words. Mm-hmm. She, can't, yeah. she can't talk. I mean, I Use guess. Use them big doe eyes and blink real slow. So she has to be pretty <laughs> and cute in order to seduce him. So that she can have her voice again. Mm-hmm. It, it made me feel uncomfortable. And I think that's why it's one of those movies that I don't like watching ever. Mm-hmm. Just because the girl is 16. Your father knows better, all right? <laughs> well, I, I slammed the table and the sound <laughs> guy looked at me like, don't you dare. It goes straight through. Oh, shit. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> so, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so she we did in our defense we didn't know she was 16 when we were watching this movie i guess not right i didn't find did this she out. say she's 16 i think no i don't know oh okay no. i think we just found i don't know how we found this out the internet yeah. the internet told me i don't yeah so it has to be true i don't know so the reason she's number four for me is that she's slightly more relatable than cinderella Cinderella, like if my if those people in my life were shitting on me that consistently, I probably would have snapped. Ariel, she gets an extra like leg up only because we've all disobeyed our parents and foregone everything unique about ourselves for a dude we barely know but has abs and a sexy ass hairdo. <laughs> right? That's true. Just That's me. <laughs> you looking at me like mm. uh, <laughs> maybe a younger version of me might have, but a younger version of me did. So <laughs> That's why she's number four and not number five. (laughs) (laughs) So my number three is one that we actually talked about earlier. It's uh, Aladdin and Jasmine. Okay. Just because, okay, so Aladdin is not a bad guy. Actually, the entire premise of the film is that he is the um, diamond in the rough, right? Right, and he, he is. He's a nice guy. Yeah, he, he was, um, he, you know, his socioeconomic um, upbringing didn't allow him to grow beyond, you know. What was what put was, in front of him, yeah. Exactly. Sure. But he's built a beautiful home with that, and he has a very um, good way of looking at life. That is, that is fantastic. Mm-hmm. And it sucks that he can't, he doesn't have the ability or because of maybe the the politics and the mm-hmm. the culture uh, in that in Agraba, I don't actually know what it is, but maybe you know he isn't able to move move up. Mm-hmm. However, when he meets Princess Jasmine, and I know that she was concealing her identity when they met at the market, mm-hmm. but when he meets her, she was interested in him. That's true. She was interested in him, knowing who he was, and he he still had to lie. Mm-hmm. In order to to gain her attention. And not only did he lie, he gaslit her. 
mm-hmm. afterwards when she called him out on it. Mm-hmm. And at the end, the truth came out. But the the lying in the beginning and the gaslighting, it sets you up for like a really icky start to the relationship. I, I mean, I agree. I think that and unless you're a very high thinking kiddo, I, you may not pick up on those socioeconomic no. oppressive themes and the messages like to get the princess, I need to offer X, Y, and Z because a princess caliber person would never want someone who's just a nice fucking guy. It's like that. It, it kind of perpetuates that nice guys finish last and you've got to be a hot, rich douche. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And I mean, I'm glad that at the end, you know, they kind of fix that. And, yeah, that's great. But it, a man who starts off by lying to you and gaslighting you, that... Because he's assuming that... Because he's assuming that you're so vain. You exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, what else is he going to assume about you? Or what else is he going to hide from you? I didn't think about that. And so Aladdin's not on my list, but maybe he is like number six now. Maybe he and Jasmine mm-hmm. are number six. So <laughs> who's your number three? <laughs> my, and I know there are going to be so many people that are like, meh, 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 that's not right. Meh, 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 she's strong and independent. I'm going to disagree with you. Beauty and the motherfucking beast is my number three. Belle is smart. She reads books and she doesn't want Gaston, which. I get it. Get it, girl. I mean, <clears throat> I, I get it, but I also don't get it because, you know. What? Gaston's a total douchebag. Yeah. yeah, he is. But, like, you could go out to the tavern with Gaston and have a fun evening. You're telling me? I don't I don't. All right. I don't know. All right. Different strokes for different folks. That's all. I'll, we'll leave it there. But she goes to save her dad, which is super awesome. I love that and I respect that. But she agrees to be held prisoner Mm -hmm. by the beast. Why he wants to hold her prisoner and let the dad go is already kind of sus to begin with. So he takes her, is totally fine with holding her captive, and she's totally fine with it, but she's smart, allegedly. (laughs) So she goes along with it. And then this bitch gets Stockholm Syndrome and falls in love with this eight-foot-tall, very hairy person who's been nothing but mean to her. He screams at her for being curious and going into the West Wing and looking at things that she shouldn't be doing and not coming down to dinner because she's mad because he keeps being mean to her. And then they dance with some singing forks, and then all of a sudden they're in love. And so... If it was me, if I was Belle, guess what? That last pedal's fallen and I'm not doing nothing. I'm walking out the front door and the beast is going to be the beast forever because that is some bullshit. <laughs> well, so it's number two for me. Oh, no it fucking is, way. It it, oh, shit. I was so sure this wasn't on your list. No, it was totally on my list. Stockholm Syndrome is definitely on my list. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> wow, I love that. I was so sure this wasn't. No, it's so totally many people love list. Belle because she's smart. She, her intelligence is obvious and it's known. The thing is, there's a difference between book smart, though, and street smart. True. And she's definitely book smart in the sense that she has her head in her in her uh, fantasy. In her she books has, and up her ass. That's exactly. where her head is. <laughs> and it's in fantasy, though, because she reads... Um, she read uh, she read uh, Arabian Nights. Yeah. I think in the song she talks, she read Arabian Nights. They don't get together till chapter three. Or whatever. It's like, oh, that's a nod to Aladdin. But like, but <laughs> this is also problematic because he lied. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But the thing is, his anger was not tied to his beastly figure. The beast's anger is him. So that temper. Are we sure? Yeah, yeah. Because okay. there's a reason why the witch turned him into a Because he like was douchey and turned her away, right? Exactly, mm-hmm. yeah. So he he's already kind of not a nice guy. And... So, the guy imprisoned you, mm-hmm. right? And there's so many movies now. There was this movie, uh, 365 Days or something, where this like drug lord kidnaps this woman and she has to fall in love with him in 365 days. It's like one of those Fifty Shades of Grey like spinoff kind of thing. Oh, it's like a, like a BDSM kind of smutty movie? Yeah, and if she doesn't fall in love with him within that a year, um, she dies or something. So on day three, I'd be like, oh, I love you so much. <laughs> but like, it's the same thing, though. Like, 
it's it's just it's all it's yeah. all bad. I it, think she's diagnosable PT, uh, PTSD Stockholm syndrome. You know yeah. who I which uh, morphed character I probably would have sex with though Lumiere. <laughs> he can get it though. He could get it. He could get it. He could get it. I mean, the guy's like French and he sings and but but not in the, the live he's action kind version. Of sexy. Though, the, li- <laughs> the live action version. Just, no 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 no. Ooh. No. Ooh, there was a lot bad. Like lot. I'm talking about the like 92 animated. Yeah, the <laughs> the one where the accent actually uh, yeah is accurate yeah. as opposed to whatever Ewan McGregor did. Ewan McGregor doesn't age, so I'd be afraid that like. I don't know. I'd find him like sucking vampire blood in the middle of the night or something. Him and Con- uh, Keanu Reeves kind of so know, true. Go he out. doesn't age either. No. Hmm. Yeah. All right. Who's your number two? Now I'm curious. Yeah. Because like, now we don't match. Be- There's things yeah. that don't match. There's one that that has to be at least different. Mm-hmm. Okay. So my number two is Sleeping Beauty. Per things I said earlier. Okay. So this girl, she. Gets, I know like Maleficent is petty about not being invited to stuff, so she puts a little curse on the fairies step in. She has to go live in the woods, so she goes traipsing about in the woods, meets some red hat, feathered hat motherfucker, and they sing a song, and that's it. Like, less if than only, 30 seconds. If only that's how that happened. And then I think they part ways, and then she gets convinced or hypnotized to touch the pointy thing mm-hmm. and goes night night and she's she literally i think i looked this she is in that film for less than uh 20 minutes she's in it for like 15 minutes i think the entire film she's not in it very much it's really? the, like yeah because most of it's about like maleficent and then you know prince philip and the the, the townspeople i think get more <laughs> airtime than she does and so she just and i think my biggest problem with her is no one looks that good when they sleep and it makes me so fucking that's mad. Why she's number two? Well, no, my, she's number two because she's pretty. She sang in the woods. She touched a pointy thing. She went to sleep. Some guy comes up and goes, hmm, I, that's the girl I sang with in the woods. Maybe this will help. And just plants one on her. And that fucking fixes it. And the curse is lifted. And she's all about it. Look, if I'm sleeping and I've got little dribbles of drool coming outside of my mouth, nobody except my dogs better be coming up and tongue in my face. Because it's fists. I don't... So... No consent. That's why it's number two. Because there's no consent. I was actually going to say, it's number one to me. Because it's no consent. (laughs) Oh, shit. She knows him for like half a second. Okay. And then he thinks that his kiss, you know, and and you see this now in a lot of other movies. True love's kiss. Yeah. Is going to wake her up. No, dude. Give her some in and out. Put a little double-double right b- below her nose. She'll wake right up. So there's this shirt that, and I don't know, if you're the maker of this shirt, please just give me one. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's the scene where Sleeping Beauty's sleeping and Prince Philip's leaning down to kiss her, but they photoshopped it and edited it where he's like drawing on her face <laughs> instead. That's the mood that I, I that's the no, Disney movie I want to see. I've seen Sleeping Beauty. Maybe three times. Yeah, I just, even as I can't a kid, it, it never captured me. No, because it. What's Swan Princess? That movie's is, fucking great, right? I love that movie. That to me replaced Sleeping Beauty in my head mm. to the point where I kind of mix those two up for a little bit. Mm-hmm. They're completely different stories because it's, it's these tall, they skinny, blonde, blonde girls. People. Huh? Yeah, it's, it's tall, skinny. <laughs> do blonde. we all look the same to you? They do. You do. You do. You all do. But so so do all the princes. All the prince charmings have the same face. They kind of do. Yeah. Except little prince Ken Eric dolls. has like irrationally large eyes. They're giant. I don't know if you ever noticed that. No, I've never. They're giant. I've never looked into his eyes. <laughs> I thought everybody did, according to what you said, that they were. Everybody was thirsting for Prince Eric. Yeah, I don't. Fuck. I, oh, fuck you were all I about know. Aladdin. Though, I was so all I guess about that Aladdin. I want to know who your number one is because maybe I missed something. Okay, so that was. So did we go through your five? We did. We did because there was a okay. lot of overlap. A lot of overlap. Okay, so my number one because I detest this princess, and if you like her, I respect your right to be wrong. I think there's only one left. Right? Snow, Snow fucking white. white. I despise this bitch. I like Sleeping Beauty more than this person. Like. Here's my problem. She is literally the worst. She is, everything about her is like the most drama, uh, dramatic. dramatic. 
Okay. I'm like, I am almost all the way done with my truly. And, and now it's kicking in and we're, I'm all heated. My armpits are sweating. Well, we're talking about this stuff. It's getting me heated. Snow White gets me heated. She is the most dramatic version of like a gender role that I've ever seen. So she's too pretty. And so the, her mom, her stepmom's like, Mm-mm, let's kill this bitch. <laughs> she's too pretty. Okay. I haven't so related more. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you you say you relate to her? No, I relate to the evil. Uh, oh, to, oh, to wanting to kill people for being yeah. pretty. Yeah. Well, yes, I get that. <laughs> so she goes into the woods and the hunter's like, oh, you're so, you're sweet and pretty. I can't, I can't. And she gets scared of the trees that look mm-hmm. mean. So she runs and trips and falls and the little animals feel bad for the cute little thing. And she sees a house and she's like, oh, some respite. I'm going to go in this house. What does she fucking do when she goes in this she house? Cleans. She cleans that motherfucker. She, she doesn't know whose house this is. She just sees some beds and she's like, I'm going to fold them. I'm going to clean the floor and it's going to look so nice. Yeah, but she had help. She had woodland creatures to well, help the, Okay, the seven little dwarf men, they come home and yeah. they, they're like, oh, this hot ass bitch just cleaned our floor. Mm-hmm. We like her. Of course. She's hot and she cleans your floor. Of course you like her. So She bakes apple pie too because... I had never had apple pie. It's gooseberry pie. <laughs> Was it gooseberry? For Grumpy, because he loves gooseberry pie. Duh. <laughs> okay, so that at that point, I had only ever seen pie in that movie. I'd never seen it anywhere else, because I'm Persian. Why the fuck would we like eat pie? Is that like a white people thing? It's, a, it's an all-American thing. I think pie is an American thing, Okay, I, I love key lime pie. That's my. I don't really like apple, but I love key lime. Cherry. Cherry is my cherry, second favorite. Yeah, cherry and um, cherry. banana cream pie. Oh, banana cream. That's probably yeah. third for me. We got but a lot of overlap. We do. We do. Our lists are very similar. <laughs> it's probably why we have a show together. <laughs> no, I, it has to be another reason. I don't know what that reason would be because we don't have other friends. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, that might be it. But, okay, so uh, hold so, on. She so here's so she makes a pie, right? She makes a pie. The old lady witch. Who's the stepmom shows up and's like, Apple, take this from strangers. And she's like, Oh, I don't think I should, but okay. And then she f- just fucking eats it and dies, sort of. And then they put her in a glass case because she's too pretty to be buried in the ground like everybody else. And then the prince, who I'm positive that up until this point they did not exchange words other than like, Something, now I have found you. He's saying at her, but they've never spoken to each other. You're right. Mm -hmm. He sees her and he's like, that's that bitch I sang to. Remove the glass coffin. Lay one on her. And she's like, I'm awake now. And then they fucking get on the white horse and they go back to his castle and that's it. This bitch cleaned a house, made a pie, ate an apple, and that's it. (laughs) (laughs) So I beef her so hard. She's literally worthless. At least Cinderella... Was worked hard and was kind to people and conversed with them semi regularly. Ariel, she was a little rebellious. She gave yeah. away everything, but she at least worked for her man. She worked real she hard. She, she, went she after gave it. up a lot for her man. Beauty and the Beast. She did some stupid shit, but she did it for her dad. Mm-hmm. And Sleeping Beauty, she's stupid, but you know, I don't know. I, I mean, just, maybe Sleeping Beauty and she Snow White are on she, the same like tier almost. Yeah, but you know what? Sleeping Beauty didn't clean someone's floor. That's true. Without like talking about it. But she first. was a princess. Princesses don't so do that. So Snow White can kiss my fucking ass. <laughs> <laughs> and if you really like Snow White, fight me then. <laughs> email us and fight me via words on the email because I you will never change my mind on that. She is trash. And I know that was Disney's first animated movie. It was. And it's a big deal. And that it'll always be really important in that regard. But like... I'm wishing for the one I love to find me because I'm not going to do anything about it myself but clean a floor and make a pie. Ha, 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 Okay. Did you have... So what Disney relationship or Disney character would you say is unproblematic and that is actually kind of realistic in the sense of happily ever after or... A real life kind of person. Tarzan and Jane. The man who was raised by apes. Yeah, but she liked. (laughs) (laughs) Hold on. Hold on. Because Jane falls in love with Tarzan for who he is. Yeah, he was raised by fucking primates. But she's aware of that. He's aware of that, that she's aware of that. 
and she, like they they are about it anyway. <laughs> okay. And yeah, and the dad loves Tarzan. And they have to, like, get rid of the creepy clinger guy, Clayton. To me, like, that's just two people who maybe you don't think they work, but they want to be together bad enough and they fucking make it work. It's true. That's true. So I'm going to, I know you don't agree (laughs) with me, but I'm going to say Tarzan and Jane. You know what? Your your logic is sound. But neither of them are royal. No, neither of them are royal. But also... That brings up a really good point, right? Mm-hmm. Happily ever after takes work. Yeah. You know, like like yes, like being with someone, a partnership takes work. You don't have to necessarily be married. Um, if you are married, it still takes work. And I think that you're right. Tarzan and Jane are a really good example of just, mm-hmm. you know, working every day on their relationship, learning from each other. So who's you know? your example then? Beat that shit. <laughs> Phoebus from uh, oh, back of Notre Dame. I fucking love Phoebus. Right? I don't like goatees usually, but I'd fuck on that. Yeah, right? And Kevin yeah. Klein? Come on. But yeah. Phoebus is, you know, a really good example of someone who sticks by what's right. That's true. And and protects his friends. Mm-hmm. And I think that him and Esmeralda's like their little thing. That being said, the original story is a lot more problematic. Oh, it is? Yeah, he wanted to um, have sex with Esmeralda. Phoebus or Quasimodo? No, 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 Phoebus. And he raped her. Oh, shit. Yeah. And then he helped, like, burn her. And she actually died. Esmeralda dies in the real story? Yeah, in the real story. Because Phoebus had sex with her and then was like, burn the witch. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. Well, and then it is realistic. (laughs) (laughs) But, I mean, in, in, in the Disney animated Hunchback of Notre Dame film. Okay. Very unplug like I like it. I, I like their dynamic, and I, I like. How you do you know, feel about the friend zoning of Quasimodo? Do you feel like that? I feel like that's also very real life. Mm-hmm. You know, people that you love are not always going to have that romantic interest mm-hmm. in you, mm-hmm. and I think that Quasimodo on his journey to a find himself, and then be vulnerable with himself and to kind of show that vulnerability to Esmeralda and then being kind of rejected and placed in that friend zone and then him working with Phoebus to mm-hmm. kind of protect not just Esmeralda but the other gypsies. I think that um, it really shows his his growth and his mm-hmm. character arc. And I agree. Can I tell you a fun fact about uh, Hunchback? Or it's not a fun fact, it's an anecdote, I guess. Sure. I watched it about a year ago mm-hmm. and I fucking cried at the end when (laughs) I don't cry in movies but I think maybe in my old age I'm getting soft but when like at the end when they're holding Quasimodo up the crowd I was like you get it Quasimodo you get it and I'm like in my bed watching this crying like Jesus I'm 30 sitting here by myself crying so I'm a little bitch now I guess no but I I think you're right I think as we get older I'm getting more emotional Mm -hmm. every time I watch Coco that oh, end, that, Coco. That, that last song. I mean, it's when, beautiful, but I don't cry. When uh, Mama Coco and um, <laughs> I forget the uh, the kid's name, but they're they're singing uh, "Remember Me," and then it kind of goes into that next song, mm-hmm. and it shows that she's passed on. Miguel but is she's, his name, by the way. Miguel, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, Coco is now with her mom and dad, and yeah, like, oh man, you're like turn up now. Just thinking about yeah, it, just God, talking about damn. it. Um, the thing about all of these stereotypes that mm-hmm. Disney has kind of built is that happily ever after the original phrase, it's, it didn't mean what you think it means. Really? So I looked into the origins and apparently the original origin was happy in the ever after. Oh, that is death. Shit. Okay, yeah. elaborate a little bit. <clears throat> so that that's all I, I, I mean. Oh, that's so, all you yeah, wrote? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, interesting. That's all she wrote. But like, when did that originate? Do so, you know when? Yeah, sometime in the um, 16th century is oh. when they started talking about okay. that. And then around then as well, um, people kind of started to morph it into what we kind of know today, happy ever after, you know, together in wedded mm-hmm. bliss. Mm-hmm. And that's why you see it when in the, these fairy tales, right? The originals, uh, and Sleeping Beauties, yeah, ever because they got married. But what we're what we've discussed is like once you get married, like it's happy for now, mm-hmm. and then you know 
problem, solution, happy again, problem, solution. Things are not always, you know, sunshine and daisies. My husband and I were actually talking about this prompt earlier today. Okay. (laughs) And (laughs) he made a comment, and I think it's because of, you know, he's been working out in the yard today, and I've been kind of doing other things, you know, being kind of productive, but not really. Mm -hmm. Um, And he was like, happily ever after, like, to us, because happily ever after means something different to everyone. Of course, it should. To us translates to household chores every fucking day until you die. Because <laughs> what the that's no. what marriage is. Marriage is waking up and having a list of things you have to do throughout the day. <laughs> okay, what you just said sucks. No. Oh. It I mean, yes, but it, it <laughs> okay. makes it like you just lined me the fuck up. <laughs> I'm about to just hit this shit home. Okay, we've we've talked about happily ever after and like we all want this like beautiful, seemingly unattainable Mm -hmm. thing. And then there's what you just said, (laughs) that marriage is this like monotony, unhappy Mm -hmm. pattern that you are going to live in mutual misery forever. There's a reason there's like that. Oh, man, that guy's getting married. Pour one out for him. There's a reason that exists just as much as the reason that happily ever after exists. And these two things exist at the same time and we're fed these things at the same time. But they're so opposite. It's like oil and water. Mm-hmm. And you're like, okay, well, what, which one is it? Because like people are so hell-bent on happily ever after. They're willing to beg, borrow, and steal their way to get to the altar. They get to the fucking altar and then they get part B, which is this mm-hmm. chore thing that you're talking about. Yeah. So... Nobody's ever happy because they're pissed off that happily ever after well, isn't happening the way they want, and then they get happily ever after, and then it's this like chore thing. Well, it's kind of like the grass is not greener on the other side; it's greener where you water where you water it. it. Yeah. yeah. So for me, like when I think of happily ever after, and I think, okay, well, every day is this monotony of chores, and you have to do things, and then sometimes you know heartbreaking things happen. You lose someone that you love. You mm-hmm. know, it's finding someone a partner. It's it's definitely a partnership that makes all of that stuff kind of worth it, you know? Mm-hmm. It, it's someone that you want to wake up and do the chores with. Mm-hmm. Do the chores with, not do the chores for. Dude. And, you Come know, on, of course. snap for that. <laughs> Holy like, shit. Everyone, you know, of course, one day, you know, someone will do one thing. Or everyone's got their little chores that they have. But it's an equal partnership. Mm-hmm. And it's something. And, you know, when you're going through life's ups and you're going through life's lows, you have someone there and that they're the person that you're like, okay, we're going to do this together. Mm-hmm. That way we don't have to do it alone. Mm-hmm. And that is, I think, what a lot of people might miss while they're knee deep in confetti for their wedding. True. I, yeah. I mean, okay, so I, I'm going to sum up what you just said All right. by quoting one of my personal heroes, Captain Jack Sparrow. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> the problem is not the problem. The problem is your attitude about the problem, mm-hmm. right? So it's like your problem isn't that you're not getting happily ever after. Your problem is how you're thinking about whatever it is. Your problem isn't that you're in this mono- chore monotony thing. It's how you're thinking about these chores. You should be happy that you have to get to be with this, not have to get to be with this person and you have to do these things together, but like you're doing them together and that's mm-hmm. a gift. And I think about the relationships, because I'm not in one, <laughs> but like the ones that I've observed and the ones that are in happily after after, for example, I know two people and everybody's going to rena- remain nameless. I know someone who got pregnant on purpose to keep their now spouse. <gasps> that was a gamble because you don't have to stay just because you get pregnant. I know someone who did that. Did it work? It did. Oh? It did. Is their marriage truly, blissfully, happily ever after happy? I would say no. I also know someone who lied about what they want as their end goal, what their happily ever after is. They shifted it. They said, oh, no, I don't want this with you, or I, I don't want kids. I don't want, you know, I want this. I want this kind of house. And I want that. They, like, shifted to match the person so they would get married. Mm. And then all of a sudden after that, the nagging began to make their happily ever after a reality and in turn making the other person miserable. They're Mm. still together. Are they happily ever after? I would say not. But 
there are people I know, like you and Sam, like, sure, there's ups and downs and things like that. I have another friend um, and she and her husband, they have a beautiful marriage. Sure, there's ups and downs, but they are very much rooted in we're in this together. I get to be with mm-hmm. you. I love you so thoroughly. If we're going to fight, it's between us. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to go and spread it around and put mm-hmm. on Facebook that I'm so miserable or my ride or die. We've got problems, but he's the best. <laughs> and I think those are the people that are living happily mm-hmm. ever after. But it doesn't look like these the shit that you see on the movies. No, it doesn't. Because marriage is work. I, I was listening to a comedian the other day. I forgot her name. I wish I could uh, credit her for this, but she was saying that uh, the courtship and the wedding is a sprint, right? Mm-hmm. You know, people are pumped after they sprint. Mm-hmm. Marriage is a marathon. And if you do it right, it lasts forever until you die. And so that's kind of what it is, though. It's it's kind of taking it one step at a time. Mm-hmm. Things are not going to go your way, you know, every day or even half the days. But it's finding that person that you want to do that with. You and I, actually, my husband and I uh, (laughs) had talked, well, well, because you come into the, we had talked about like, what happens after Happily Ever After? Which one, like what character in a film or it Mm. it doesn't even mean Disney, which characters are actually good after they get together? Mm -hmm. And... Oh yeah, for you the did love of this. God, I could not think of anything. So ashamed. I know, I know, because this couple is literally goals. They are the epitome of happily ever after. Happily like, ever after, whatever the original phrase was. Happily, happy no. ever afterlife. Happy ever. No, 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 no. Happy ever after, because they're still alive. There's another no, one. What's for the dead. original saying? Happy, happy in the ever after. Happy in the ever after. No, yes. but that's that's death. That that's I know, but no, okay, never mind. Keep going. Yeah, yeah, they're Mormon. <laughs> Gomez and Morticia Adams yeah. are like goals. Because they are goals. In each movie, they go through these problems, mm-hmm. but that doesn't change the way they feel about each other. Not even a little bit. In fact, it probably enhances things because they learn to appreciate each other. Exactly. Like Morticia's being tortured, and Gomez is <laughs> more in love with her <laughs> in that moment than he was uh, five minutes prior. I think he's feeling a. a Things a little he's bit more down into south, some, but he's probably into some things. But the point is, is no matter what, yeah, they yeah. support each other. But do you okay? So Morticia and Gomez are the best. Mm-hmm. Do you know like one of the things about them that is the and here's the recipe to happy ever after? Hmm. Not being perfect. Did I just steal it from you? No. Oh, I no. I was gonna say communication. Yes, they're super good at communicating with each other. And when in the small moments when they're not, that's like when some conflict arises. And I think in real life, communication is the biggest and most important thing because your spouse, your significant other, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your other person, they are not a mind reader. (laughs) They cannot, will not ever figure out (laughs) what the fuck you need, want, desire just by looking at you. They can't. And And this is proven. Okay, so Disney isn't the only offender of such, of, of uh, like, affecting how we think about things. They aren't the only ones. I mean, rom-coms are, are definitely guilty of this yeah. as well. And so there were some people over in Edinburgh, Scotland, and at uh, Harriet Watt University, and they did a study, and they polled people who were fans of things like You Got Mail, and The Wedding Planner, and these, like, very traditional rom-coms from that era, from like the 90s, 2000s era. Mm -hmm. And they did like some psych profiles on these people and they found that these people regularly, like true big fans of the rom-com genre, and this is not blanket statement, but just in their study, they found that people that preferred rom-coms tended to be more likely to fail at communicating to their partners effectively what they needed and that they felt that the partner should know what you want without you needing to tell they're them. They're taking cues from stupid ass movies. The wedding planner. Yeah. The but wedding. They're seeing this consistently. It's like that where it's the repeated effect or whatever. Like you yeah. see it. You see it. You're like, that's how it's supposed to be. Real love is me sitting on the couch, you walking in and knowing exactly what happened to me, how I'm feeling, what I need. Dude, nobody can do that. No. Nobody. So if you can communicate how you're feeling, how the other person made you feel, what you want, what you need, what you fear, what you love, 
and trust that that person's going to respect exactly your opinions. Yeah, then you're on your way to becoming Morticia and Gomez. Yeah, fuck Cinderella, fuck Snow White, Morticia and Gomez for the win, dude. Seriously. Yeah. So Disney could take a note from them. Deuce, let's do something like that. But you know what Disney does do well? Mm. Sexy villains. <laughs> Sexy villains. Yeah. Okay. Like I'm trying to think of a villain that I would like be all over. I feel like maybe if if Scar was a person, he might be kind of sexy. Um, <laughs> or Lindsay, that's what? the Mighty Morphin Power Daddy. Shut up, I dog. Put Scar. Well, I, I put Jeremy Irons as Dude. Scar. Okay. <laughs> Hold on a Are minute. Are we the same person? <laughs> <laughs> what even? I, oh, my gosh. I, I was for sure. Because Sapita did not tell me I who the not. Mighty Morphin Power Daddy was. And you said you didn't think that I was going to agree with you. And I was sure I wasn't going to agree with yeah. you. Because if you said that, I thought it's going to be something really gross and weird. It's fucking gross and weird. It's not though. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a cartoon lion, but like but it's Jen- Jeremy. My Iron. imagining of what Scar looks like as a human <laughs> is Jeremy Irons. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah, it's like yeah. a scar over his eye. Yeah. yeah, the the voice, the you know, <laughs> when he whispers, "We're talking kings in succession." <laughs> I'm talking no pants dance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, I would never have sex with a lion. No, never, never. But there's just something. And you know what's funny? I had someone, one of our friends said that their, like, Disney crush when they were younger was Nala. <laughs> they really? like, the bedroom eyes or something. When she, so, And at first I was like, that's weird. And then I was thinking about it and I was like, but Scar is a little, like... He has daddy energy. I was never attracted to Scar. <laughs> no, 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 no. Scar's it's the voice. Daddy. Yes, yes. And you know what, though? Jeremy can ruin Irons, my life. like, he's old enough to be my grandfather. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like, he's in his 70s, but he can get it. And I, like, I don't know if you've ever seen uh, Man in the Iron Mask. No. With Leonardo DiCaprio? Nope. Oh, it came out like a year after Titanic. And so I, I was... I was not that young when I watched it. I watched it when I was a little bit older, like 16. Oh, you didn't watch Titanic in the theater? No, no, I watched Titanic in the theater. Oh, but man, I didn't watch, yeah, that one until I was like 14, 15, 16 ish. And like, I thought I would be in it for Leo. And then Jeremy Irons walks in and he's a fucking priest. And like, but he's like, he's like, he's like a mercenary (laughs) priest. You like the forbidden fruit, don't you? <laughs> Priests, so. animals, what's next? Holy father, have I sinned. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> I think I've been speechless four times in my life, and this is one of them. <laughs> Holy shit. Well, yeah. okay, I, I'm going to agree with you. I, I didn't think I was going to, and I do. But on that note, I do think that maybe the Disney villain, I've already said that I would bone Gaston. Yeah, you did, and I don't understand it. But I don't. I, what's to under? He's supposed to be the sexiest man you, in the okay, town. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Are we talking about actually both ones are problematic? Oh, Luke Evans. Yeah. Oh, no, oh, he's yeah. Luke Evans. <laughs> he he plays for the other team, but <laughs> if he ever yeah. wanted to <laughs> to join ours, I realize how creepy that sounded, <laughs> but I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> Oh boy, I'm all sweating now. Even him as Gaston is very problematic. I think you need a. I need a sip of water. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's just he's such a dick. I know, but it's like I guess it's that like classic toxic sexy bad boy thing, right? Like the people that you shouldn't be swiping right on, but you do, and you're like, maybe he'll change, (laughs) (laughs) and then he doesn't. You're like, ah, I should have (laughs) known. Oh, Those pecs don't fuck. lie. <laughs> Only to me. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think who else. I would probably. Mm, I don't know. Hades' teeth scare me. I almost said yes. Yeah, but the, his the teeth, teeth are too are pointed. Freaky. If he didn't have the weird teeth. Yeah. I mean, I fucking married Hades. My husband like has That's a true. sass of Hades. So it's true. Yeah, he is very like Hades. I like. I'm drawing blanks on. <laughs> would you have sex with Radcliffe? That's the Pocahontas guy. Mine, no, boy, my it's mine for the taking. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've derailed once again. This is a nighttime recording, and things are getting weird. No, it's not weird. Who would you? Okay, here we go. Oh my god, you're Disney it up. Vi- Disney villain threesome. Oh my god. It could be a chick too. You could pick like Isma or someone. 
We we gotta okay, hold Fine. on. All right, very quickly. Um huh? Phoebus, Esmeralda, and oh me. He's not right? a villain. Oh, it has to be a villain? Yeah. That's the them's the rules, dog. Fuck. Mm-hmm. What's yours? I need to hear yours. Uh, first. let's see. I think hey. I'm gonna throw it. Well, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, do I want to have a chick or do I want to have two dudes? You know? And if you put Scar in, is that bestiality? Yeah, I think he's not allowed to be. It, it's him as his, his... How about we just not do this? <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, it's going to be Gaston and maybe like Madame Mim from, <laughs> from Sword in the Stone. <laughs> I'm just not going to partake in this one. Okay, fine. It's late and I've had truly, so we'll just... <laughs> Well, we'll keep it here, all right? (laughs) Keep up with your two favorite salty little snacks. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram, Two Salty Broads. Do you want to talk some shit, or do you want to submit your own story? Email us at twosaltybroads at gmail.com. I'm Sapita. I'm Lindsay. Thanks for listening, and remember, stay Stay salty. salty.